I got a question. The cover of this 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 month is Super Troopers. I love that movie. It is. I I think what they did there was just so funny. And I have a house in Stowe, Vermont, and uh-huh. every town around it is a Burry Spurberry. You know, it's like Johnsonberry, all this stuff. And I, I'm always waiting for one of those guys to to pull me over and go meow. So. <laughs> <laughs> The Green Rush is real. From lawmakers and investment bankers to CEOs and investors, we'll look at how people are transforming cannabis from the shadows of the black market into a cash crop that draws in cannapreneurs from Hollywood to Wall Street. Here to help you navigate the business of cannabis, please welcome Lewis Goldberg and Ann Donahoe. Brought to you by KCSA Strategic Communication. Welcome to The Green Rush. I'm Lewis Goldberg, and I am usually joined by my co-host, Ann Donahoe, the hostess with the mostess. And yes, Ann, I said it again. Um, Ann can't join me today. She's taking some well-deserved family time. So it's me flying solo, interviewing George. Actually, can you pronounce your last name? Because if I get it wrong, I'm going to be so unbelievably embarrassed. Sure. And you wouldn't be the first or the last. It's pronounced Jage, like Page with a J. Okay. So George uh, Jage, who yep. is the CEO of Dope Magazine. Um, before we Before we get into my conversation, George, I just want to ask the audience a quick favor. If you enjoy listening to these conversations that we're having here, if you enjoy learning about the cannabis industry, or more importantly, if you like the dulcet sounds of Anne's voice, um, clearly not mine because I'm more than a bit nasal, take a moment and subscribe to The Green Rush on iTunes, on Stitcher, or your favorite podcaster. And, or podcatcher, and if you can, rate and review it. Um, it really helps get it up the rankings a little bit, and that means that more and more people will be able to listen to us as we talk about this. Um, so if you, my my friends who are listening, are anywhere near my age, I'm, I'm 47, um, as I was growing up, there was no such thing as cannabis media. I mean, honestly, the only pot magazine that existed was High Times, and that was kind of, back then, a mix of, of Playboy and pot, and I can tell you, I was not reading high times for the articles. Um, but now there are plenty of cannabis companies out there that are that are media-like. Um, there's the Green Market Report that was created by Deborah Borchard, a former uh, Forbes journalist, who, if you want to go back in the archives, you can hear that, uh, episode three. There's New Cannabis Ventures that was found, founded and is now run by Alan Brockstein, who we talked to in episode two. And today, you, you've already heard George introduce himself, but we're talking to the CEO of Dope Magazine. Dope, if you don't know what it is, is the fastest-growing cannabis media property around and and clearly one of the coolest media properties, regardless of what industry it's in. Um, it was founded in 2011 by David Tran, Trek Holenagel, Evan Carter, James Zaccadini, and Nathan Keisler. Zahondi. Um, I'm sorry? <laughs> Zahondi. Zahondi, I'm sorry. Yep, that's okay. I had a hard time with that one, too, and I've got yeah. a tough last name to pronounce as well. Yeah, so the, so you guys have um, a national publication, six regional versions, more than 70,000 readers an issue. Dope is really just that. It is dope. Um, the reporting's great. I love the, the the reviews. It always tells me you know, what to try, what not to try. Um, and it's not just that. It's much more of a, a cultural catalyst. Um, and speaking of catalysts, um, before joining uh, Dope, uh, George was one of the main catalysts for the growth of the MJ Biz conferences, um, turning it really into the, the must-attend conference. Um, but I am going to kind of channel Guy Raz for a moment um, and ask you, let's go back. You went okay. to the University of Wisconsin, um, which is not really a state that is known as Weed Central back in uh-huh. the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I graduated same year, by the way, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, how did you get into the cannabis industry? 
Well, uh, that's a long story. I mean, if you want to go really far that that far back, I mean, you know, certainly, um, you know, growing up as a fellow Gen Xer um, and understanding the permissive parenting that was going on at that time, um, you know, I, uh, I I was supporting myself through high school and uh, college with my herbal distribution business on the side. Um, when I went to college, I actually wait, was. Wait, is uh, that herbal in quotes? Yes, it is. Uh, you can throw in the, your own air quotes. They don't really work very well on radio, I understand. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, you know, when I grew up, um, you know, marijuana was something that, that, you know, I participated in in high school and in college. Um, I had a lot of friends that that enjoyed cannabis. Um, and, and we were actually going to start a, um, a chapter of normal at the time in Wisconsin. And actually, Wisconsin has w- one of the longest running, you know, kind of counterculture cannabis events, the Harvest Festival that's held on State Street in Madison every year. So, you know, I would say that there's always been a lot of strong grassroots for a progressive agenda in Wisconsin, um, certainly it, it, as it comes to cannabis. But, you know, regardless, I mean, you know, I got out of college, I, I got to work. Um, I ended up uh, building a trade show company with my father out of college. It was really more out of necessity for him um, uh, to have a place for his company. He was a, an off-price apparel wholesaler. Um, so we created the off-price specialist show. We grew that from 20 companies in 1993 to over 450 companies in 1999. Um, I actually started a tent structure company at the same time to uh, create a facility for our own event. Um, and and it was really an exciting opportunity. I mean, I really kind of fell in love with trade shows because you can create this, this kind of, um, you know, very... Uh, exponential impact on people's people's lives. I mean, you know, the, the commerce that's driven at that trade show helps people, you know, pay their employees more. You know, those families are going to send their kids to better schools and and, and people are going to create the commerce that's going to drive the economy and really help out people that is, again, very exponential. Um, so from there, um, I was actually uh, went to school at Marquette for my MBA and I was going to move out to, Wall, uh, to New York and go get a job on Wall Street. Um, unfortunately, I lost a very dear friend and the Trade Center blew up and nobody was moving to New York at that time. Um, yeah, I, I moved back actually. Yeah. At that time. And, and I've always been a contrarian. I mean, in retrospect, I kind of question why I didn't think that way then that I shouldn't have moved there. Uh, but it was just, it was a difficult time for everybody in the country. And I don't think there was anybody that didn't have a, a friend or a, know somebody that lost a very dear friend in New York. And it was, it was very tragic. So um, at that time, I just I needed to get out of Wisconsin. I decided to move to Las Vegas, which I had also spent a lot of time in producing events. Um, and I started a couple of different businesses, none of them which were media related. Um, and then somebody had asked me if there was a trade show for the tea industry, and it just kind of got stuck in my head. So um, I, I, I rolled the dice and started what became World Tea Media, and it was the largest trade show in the world for the tea industry, which is the second most drank beverage in the world next to water. Um, we had a global tea competition. We had an online learning platform where people could become tea sommeliers um, and a digital news platform. And, and again, you know, just seeing the excitement and, and watching people's businesses flourish um, uh, was really the exciting part of that. Um, so I sold that business. Um, you know, I got hit hard um, in the recession like everybody else as a business owner. Uh, in 2007 and eight, and I was able to stabilize the business, sell that to a company called F&W Media in 2012. And then from there, um, you know, I ran their business uh, for two years, uh, launched another show uh, called Healthy Beverage Expo, uh, really focusing on the the growth of the kind of uh, the new age beverage category. Um, and, and the owners of the, the company decided to kind of make a left turn more into consumer e-commerce. So um, it was a good time for me to separate and, and kind of part ways 
that show has since uh, been bought by Penton, who's now been bought by Informa, who's just recently got bought by UBM. So um, it's still doing well as well. The same with the off-price show, still doing well. And, and it was at that time I had a lot of people call me and ask me about starting a show for the cannabis industry. Um, and they knew that I was going to be, you know, kind of be available. And um, they knew me to be, I kind of carved out a little bit of a niche for myself as being kind of the uh, early market niche media guy. And um, I was one of the youngest board members um, on Society of Independent Show Organizers for six years. Um, wow. World Team Media was recognized as one of the top 50 fastest growing shows in 2006, 2008, and 2009. Um, so um, that was when I, I, I got, you know, I was uh, contacted by Ann Holland Ventures. They were looking for somebody to help them scale their business. They, they had done a the last conference they did, I think, had about 20 tabletop exhibits at a racetrack in Seattle. And they were looking to really scale their business up into um, uh, and grow because they saw that the cannabis industry was starting to get a little bit more solidified. Um, it was a little bit tepid in the first couple of years. They weren't really sure if it was going to go forward. Um, and, I, you know, listen, it was it was an, a, a time in my life where I thought maybe, you know, working with, um, you know, somebody else's assets and growing it might be a, a more fun, you know, uh, prospect than necessarily, you know, putting it all on the line myself. Um, so I came on board with them and, and listen, we had tremendous success there and, and there's no doubt, there is no doubt that a majority of that success is, is, is attributed to the wind in the sales of the industry. I mean, this industry has grown tremendously. Um, it's about positioning, it's about marketing, it's about creating inertia and creating critical mass. And that's just, you know, wasn't that I was bringing any revolutionary practices to the event, but just bringing the discipline to create an event that really could scale up significantly, leveraging my relationships to get the show into the convention center. Um, and which, by um, the way, was uh, this this year was amazing. I mean, yeah, it was twenty five thousand people was it was enormous. Um, so I, you know, I I actually speak at some of these conferences. I haven't spoken at MJ Biz, but I I, um, I have a standing slot with the Cannabis World Congress and Business Expo. Sure, uh, don't don't hate me. Um, <laughs> Um, and I often will have arguments on stage with the audience about the issue of professionalizing the industry versus honoring its, you know, its black market and ad advocacy roots. Um, mm -hmm. Back in 2015, you said um, there's a misperception that the only people at this event, MJ Biz, are hippies and stoners, but that there's a move towards sophistication and professionalization that is happening very rapidly in the industry. Um, are you feel? Do you feel that pull when you when you were with MJ Biz about the the professionalization versus honoring the history of the industry? Um, you know, it's listen. I mean, that that sounds like a really smart thing to say from a from a public relations standpoint. And at the time, it's very true. I mean, you know, listen. I mean, I've seen a lot of people come into this industry saying, "Oh," and even today, like come in and say, "Oh, we're going to show the industry how to be professional." And there's clearly huge, huge issues in the industry. I mean, there's uh, a massive implosion going on with our, our industry association right now and a lot of mudslinging going on. Um, and, and there was somebody that posted a comment on one of the news stories saying like, if you are really a truly prof a professional, you're not going to leave an organization and be throwing those types of, uh, of verbal grenades. Otherwise, you never had their best interests at, at, at the start. Now, uh, you know, I think that the, the, what, what I love about this industry is that you have a lot of the people that came into this market very early that were literally willing to lose life or limb and, and yeah. in the form of federal you know, asset seizure or imprisonment. And um, that really pioneered the space. And, and, and there, there's, 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 
thousands of them, many of them nameless, and there's certainly some that are very well recognized, like the Steve D'Angelo's and and other people that have really kind of you know put put themselves on the forefront of the movement. I, I, I absolutely think that those people are critical to the success of the business. But I saw a lot of them like that 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 got into the space. I mean, you know, some of them evolved very successfully into business professionals. Others, you know, continue to operate their business like it was, you know, kind of a, a, a side hustle or, you know, it's kind of a, a street game. And I think those companies are con- going to continue to kind of dissipate in the industry. Um, the, the amount of capital and the amount of 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 expertise and the, and the need to have a really excellent management team in place as a make or break factor. I mean, just the stakes are getting higher. Uh, that's actually a really good place for us to take our first break. I'm Lewis Goldberg. Um, you are listening to the Green Rush podcast and we are talking with George Jage. More Green Rush coming up after we roll through our sponsors. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Dr. Eileen Carfinger focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues and presents views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones to those of researchers and medical professionals. Empire, every Wednesday on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Banking and Bud, understanding the business of cannabis. Welcome back to The Green Rush, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back. Um... George, uh, God, there's so many. Like this, I love this conversation. Um, there's so much I want to ask you. So you, you, you know, last fall, last uh, summer, you left MJ Biz in a bit of a cloud. Um, I'm not going to get into the specifics, but just has this all been cleared up? 
Um, no, not yet. Um, uh, actually, uh, it's 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 coming to a head in, in the legal systems right now. Listen, I didn't leave on on good terms with the owners of the business um, in any way, shape, or form, and and that's unfortunate. I don't want to get into the details of the legal cases; they're public record, anyways. And MJ Biz is, has taken the liberty of publishing it on their. <laughs> on their pulpit and I've decided to remain um, you know silent as far as responding to it at this point um, so listen, you're taking I mean, the high road unintended uh, I try to but it's hard sometimes um you know, I'm also, uh, you know, kind of a scrappy fighter as well. So the, you know, what it comes down to though, is, I mean, you know, things happen for a reason. Um, you know, I really value and, and really, really, you know, truly appreciate all of the people that I had a chance to work with over there. Um, that was just speaking on another, uh, platform the other day and talking about, um, my, my just undying respect for people like Chris Walsh and Bart Shaneman and, and, and John Schroyer and the others that have, um, really contributed to the journalistic integrity of that publication. And that, that voice really, you know, again, on a business media asset, you know, allows us to create the continuity and the community to leverage into a, you know, creating a professional event. And, um, you know, listen, they're, they're great. They're, it's a great company. It's a great team. My, my differences, um, um, with the owners of that company is is a labor dispute that will be settled in court and and everybody can move on and be happy and and listen i almost got down to a single digit handicap this summer <laughs> so um wow. it gave me some time gave me some time to reflect on what i want in life and and where i want to go and and you know really kind of going into the consumer media space i mean all my experience has been in, in business media yeah business media and so you know moving into the consumer media space you know this is really um the, my 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 audience is exponentially larger. I mean, you know, it's everybody, right? And and specifically who we're trying to target, you know, that is wants to kind of partake in a cannabis quote lifestyle. And here's here's the thing that really got me excited about joining the team at Dope. I've known Dave and, and James and, and the team there for, for some time. I've seen them operate in the market. Um, they've got a reputation of being the cool kids um, and, and being the hipsters in the industry. Um, you know, I think they've got a really clever brand. I think the brand itself has some, you know, limitations to its um, appeal geographically and generationally, but it's still a strong brand. And, you know, what people well, don't always understand. Talk, I mean, the ge- right now your geography is just basically Mountain West and West Coast. Correct. But you've got states like Massachusetts and Maine coming online, Pennsylvania as a Absolutely. medical state. New Jersey is, is you know, everybody's thinking it's going to be wrecked soon. What are your plans to go east? Yeah, so um, uh, right now we're actually doing a capital raise, and and this is where the business, you know, again, what, what attracted to me is that it's an authentic brand, and you look at where media companies succeed, it's it's with that authenticity, um, you know, whether it's a Rolling Stone or uh, you know Vanity Fair or a Vice Media or a Barstool Sports, um, you know, that's where where we're we're trying to target. So. You know, right now what what we have is very West Coast. That's where the market has lived for a long time. Um, and my job right now is to help build the infrastructure of the business for us to scale. These guys grew so fast over the last five years. I mean, our year over year revenue growth was 90% on average for the last five years. Um, this is a phenomenal yeah, it success did start, It did start at a smaller base. So, I mean, but it, yeah. is, it is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it is. 70,000 70, 70, readers a month is nothing to snap, you know. Well, it's, 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 well it's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, you know, we distribute 70,000, you know, copies a month to our retail, loca- retail partners and it's a free publication. Um, one of the things we're going to be focusing on is building out our paid circulation so that people 
don't have to worry about getting to the dispensary or the retailer to pick up a free copy or if they, they get there later in the month and they're all gone, that they have one <laughs> at the door every each and every month. Um, and, and and listen, I mean, you know, it's 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 about brand reach. And if I look at our the com- combined social media followers, unique email addresses, um, total unique visitors to our website, total paid and print and, and free circulation, total event attendance, I mean, our, our, our brand reach is, is around 650,000 people a month. And so talk, so, can you talk about events? Because, you know, you, you're, your history has been <laughs> as a media company leading with events to support the, the media. But Dope is a media first property, isn't it? Well, yeah, and and listen, I mean, I, I I've I've had this conversation many times in my lifetime that I'm kind of labeled as the events guy. There is nothing cooler. There is nothing cooler than seeing people come together and create successful relationships that result in in commercial success, personal success, professional success. And when you see that happen live, like people don't do business with companies. They do people business with people. And getting them face-to-face is a critical, critical part of accelerating commerce in any industry. So when you look at my business media asset experience, I mean, you know, almost, you know, universally, you're, you're generating, you know, probably anywhere from 80 to 90% of your total you know, business revenues from your events and, and everything else on a media and a content marketing platform is to create community and, and connectivity to that audience so that you can get them to your events over, over the course of the year. Now, everybody's business is different and, and you know, I'm speaking obviously back from my World Team Media days um, and you know, when I look at a consumer media asset, I mean, we're, we're going to have a much more balanced approach. Now, Dope has done a phenomenal job creating some really compelling events. And, you know, one was their Dope Cup, which is very similar to other assets that are out there that High Times and Emerald Cup and, and other groups have. But what, what, what we've done is we've actually partnered with um, uh, scientific-based, you know, groups like the Trichome Institute to actually create a scientific methodology to the testing process and the evaluation process of cannabis. I mean, it's, it's kind of a tough product to test because, you know, after you test the first one, you're going to be influenced on test testing the next one it's not like <laughs> it's not like wine where you can sip it and spit it out right um so um well, so way, I, i'd be happy to be a judge just saying signing you up right now all right so um you know, and then we have our Dope Industry Awards, which is also, you know, it's a black tie event. Um, you know, it's an opportunity to really celebrate the tastemakers and the, the difference makers in the industry. And it's it's about, you know, recognizing the, the best staff, um, you know, at, at, at retailers because those are the people on the front lines or the best bud tender or the best advocate or the best, you know, um, association, best brands in the market and, and, and that type of innovation. And I think, you know, those, those have both been very successful events for us. We've also done our goal and ticket parties. Um, we had one in Las Vegas. We, I think, had close to 3,000 people at. Um, it was a pretty intense party. And, and that's just kind of a taste of where I'm going to be scaling things. Um, we've got very, very big plans for our events in 2018, but I don't want to go too much in the details of our secret sauce. So, but you you, you raised a, uh, another name when you were talking, which is High Times. I mean, is there enough space in the market for two you know, cultural media companies like you and High Times or, well, or how are you going to take that there's on? There's dozens. There's dozens and dozens of them. So so listen, when it comes down to it, there's two, maybe three fully integrated consumer media assets. There's us, High Times, and Sensi's, you know, been doing a great job. And their business model, I you know, I know Tay and Ron over there really well. 
Um, their business model is va- vastly different than ours. High Times is a legacy brand um, that catered to a black market. They've got a lot of work to reposition themselves as a mainstream brand. Um, and I'm in favor. I'm rooting for them. I hope they're successful. But at the end of the day, we are offering a really, truly unique value proposition because with our regionalization and state-driven you know, regional editions of our magazine. We can work with advertisers while the market is still bifurcated along the state lines that we can work with advertisers so that they can create an advertising campaign just in the state that they're licensed to do business in. And we can geo-target the digital advertising. We can regionalize their print advertising. And it gives us tremendous scalability um, as a publisher to be able to do that where we can generate, you know, we can offer a very low cost ad in the, in the back of the magazine. But I actually, when I'm looking at my book, I'm actually getting eight times that ad revenue from my ad page yield. So it creates really, really exciting dynamics from, both the advertiser and the client side, as well as, you know, from a pro forma and financial standpoint for our business. Now, again, you know, um, there is a lot of blue ocean and, and east of the Mississippi. Um, we've got some very big plans to move out there. And, and it is, it's Massachusetts, it's Michigan, it's Ohio, it's Pennsylvania, it's Illinois, it's Michigan, um, Florida, Texas. I mean, you know, there's some very big, New York and New Jersey. I mean, there's the population base in the East Coast, you know, this is going to, they're going to completely disrupt and change the way that this industry is managed, um, I think, from what is what has evolved to date. And you're going to see a lot of consolidation efforts, I think, are going to be initiated by, by the East Coast companies gobbling up the West Coast companies. So let's uh, take another break. Um, you are listening to The Green Rush, um, and I am talking with George Jage, um, and we will be back in a moment. More Green Rush coming up after we roll through our sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. What do master growers, dispensary owners, extraction artists, and infusion chefs all have in common? They'll all be in Denver, Colorado at NCIA Seed the Sales Show, February 7th and 8th. Don't miss a chance to learn alongside 3,000 of the cannabis industry's best and brightest in three highly focused tracks about cultivation, infused products and extractions, and business strategies and innovation. Network and shop for all of your business needs across 40,000 square feet of Expo 4. NCIA Seed the Sales Show. SeedTheSalesShow.com. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Learning the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Awaken, adjust, and aspire. High on Healthy. Mondays on Demand. Only on CannabisRadio.com. 
banking and bud understanding the business of cannabis welcome back to the green rush only on cannabisradio.com so we are back um this is lewis goldberg you're listening to the green rush i'm talking with george jage the ceo of dope magazine so going back in your life a bit you made tea cool you know, there probably wouldn't have been Tivana or a lot of the other. He used to come to my show to buy all his products. So, he so sold at all the Starbucks for, I think, like, uh, was it $650 million? Just a cool bajillion. You know, yeah. what's, what, you know, I didn't get any of that, unfortunately. But so, so, but cannabis is already cool, right? I mean, you you, are, you, you walked into an industry that everybody loves. Yeah. Um, so, what are you adding? Like, what is the George Jage sauce? Oh man, I you know I I don't know if 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 there's a George Jage sauce or not. I mean, it's just you know I I I love creating success. I love building businesses. I love you know building teams, and I love being able to create you know the kind of the connectivity that 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 helps businesses succeed in commerce, right? Um, and 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 on the consumer side now, it's an opportunity to really you know create pathways for people to engage in the category. And and again. Um, you know, looking at, at the dope model, I mean, you know, the way that we've built our our magazine where each issue is kind of its own kind of sub-lifestyle magazine where it's, you know, travel issue or an art issue or a music or entertainment or food or um, technology and, and gives us the opportunity to really kind of talk about people in those spaces that have a relationship with cannabis. And it might not be a direct relationship. You know, Elliot Sloan, um, who is uh, 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 X Games gold medalist and was on our cover, I think, in October. Um, you know, he, he doesn't use cannabis, but his parents do. And, you know, they're at a point in their life where it helps them significantly um, with some of the medicinal benefits. And it's, it's kind of fascinating to kind of normalize the conversation where there's everyday people um, that have a relationship with cannabis and kind of making it go mainstream. That's really cool. And I didn't know that about Elliot. And by the way, that name has resonated. I'll tell you some other time about that name because it has meaning to me. Um you know, we work in a weirdly regulated space, right? You've got states and localities that are saying, yes, go ahead, go forth and be prosperous. And then you have Voldemort um, in D.C., Jeff Sessions, seemingly waiting to pounce. Um, how do you I look at this? he's more like a house elf, don't you? Like, he's like that grumpy house elf in um, that uh, Harry that, uh, Sirius Black's house. Yeah, not Voldemort <laughs> so much. But anyways, I think go he's ahead. pretty bad, or, or whatever we want to call him. We can we can we can assign him any name you want. He's you know, but he what he is he's he's there's this overhang from him. Um, when you're talking to mainstream brands, not cannabis brands, about advertising, how do you talk or wind your way through this regulatory minefield? Well, you know, I think that that it's just a matter of time and, um, and and understanding. So there's some very fundamental things that I'm doing with our brand and our business to position it. Uh, but we have engaged, you know, mainstream brands. Um, you know, I'd like to you know give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Prana. Um, and advertisers, I mean, they are rolling out a, a tremendous uh, line of hemp-based clothing. Um, they feel that advertising in our magazine to consumers who are, um, you know, friendly with cannabis are going to understand that having hemp clothes is pretty cool. Um, we have our active issues again, you know, we can be, um, you know, talking about how people are using, you know, cannabis, um, you know, in their yoga practice as, as a way to kind of get out of their head and inside their bodies. Right. Yep. Um, 
So, so I think that the opportunities are there. I mean, you've got Jack in the Box coming out with their munchie meal. You know, certainly I would love to get them on as an advertiser. We're we're working on it, um, and and I think there's a huge connectivity to the you know electronic arts and 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 video game industry um, for us to be able to you know really help companies you know launch new products. I mean, there's a tremendous correlation to people who like to smoke pot and play video games. Um, <laughs> really, and, really. Oh, I, didn't so make let, that up. Let me, I think we're at the point in the show that everybody has been waiting for, um, which is Puff Puff Pass, where we ask our guests, you specifically, quickly name two things that you absolutely love about this industry and one thing that's driving you nuts. So the two things that I love the most about this industry is the absolute, complete innovation of cannabis from the old days of getting a bag where you have it's half filled with seeds and um you know rolling joints or smoking out of a pipe i mean just the innovation the technology and the delivery methodology you know from um uh, across the board in cannabis it's just love the innovation um the other thing i love the most is hemp and you know i'm just excited i just i'm not focused on hemp from a business perspective but a personal perspective i mean when you look at the potential industrial applications that could significantly you know impact harm done to our environment um, through hemp it is phenomenal um, it's important and hopefully you know it's 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 kind of a little bit of a paradigm or a catch-22 because so much of our hemp production is being um, processed for cbd oil which is is in such high demand um, that you know a lot of that hemp isn't being used for industrial applications so um, and i think the thing that i want to pass on is just um, you know, this is an industry that is is absolutely abound with hubris. I mean, like when I came came in four years ago, like I think the first fifty people I met, everybody had to say that they were the first ones to ever do this, <laughs> the only ones to ever do that. Um, you've got people saying they're, you know. Um, uh, the the Martha Stewart or the uh, the Salesforce or the Walmart or the Costco of cannabis and um, I always like to say be yourself everybody else is taken so you know I just think that you know listen we're all in this together everybody can contribute you know kind of in a, a each to their own own abilities and their own needs and 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 really be able to create a successful industry with a lot of respect for everybody else. That that was great and by the way I like the both the the reference to marks there at the end. Yeah, uh, sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I, I, you know, I, I grew up in Milwaukee. We're the only city in uh, North America that actually elected a socialist mayor. Yeah, well, but, uh, you know, we've got the Democratic Socialist in um, uh, <laughs> in Vermont, which is my favorite. Yeah. This, you, you know, you're talking about stems Bernie, and seeds. Remind, there's a great song by an old an old uh, dead kind of cover band called Juggling Sons from the 90s called Stems and Seeds. So it really made me laugh. Uh, good. Um, so we're at the end here. Um, I want to thank George for, for joining us. Um, if you have no idea who I am, I'm Lewis Goldberg. You've been listening to The Green Rush. I've been talking to George Jage, the CEO of Dope Magazine. Um, if you have not um, list, read Dope or gone on their, their website or seen any of their content or gone to any of their events, you are missing out. Um, it is truly uh, captures the pulse of the, the cannabis industry. Um, again, I would ask you if you can subscribe, 
click that little button up there on the right that says subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, rate and review. Um, it really helps us. Um, and we had mentioned Dr. Sue Sicily um, on the last episode. We're going to mention her again. Um, she rocks. You, she is amazing. Um, she rocks. If, if you, the listeners, don't know who she is, Google her. Um, she is the preeminent researcher um, who is working to um, use cannabis to help treat PTSD. If you're a vet listening to this, we will put a link in the show notes on how to reach out to her. Um, it, it, what she is doing is important, um, and it is our, our pleasure. Our, you know, More importantly, it's our responsibility to, to, to call her out. Um, yeah. Can I jump on a soapbox on Sue Sisley or Dr. Yeah, Sue Sisley real quick? I mean, like, you know, that that is it's one of the most shameful things because so much money has been spent to research the negative effects of cannabis during the kind of Nixon, you know, misguided war, you know, dr- war on drugs effort. Um, you know, the work she's doing and if I don't know if she's she has on her website to accept donations, but anywhere you can help support any of the medical and clinical research on cannabis. Um, it is whole plant medicine. It has tremendous health benefits, um, and we need to have the science to back it up so that it, that it can accelerate the federal uh, end of federal prohibition. Amen. Um, so, hey, I have an idea for everybody listening here. How about emailing us a question? You can email us at thegreenrush at kcsa.com. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Nick Opich for being the single best associate producer. The very first time we've had this single best associate producer. And for uh, Brasco, the man, the myth, over the top rope producer of this show. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, we don't take you, the listeners, for granted. And George, thank you for, for being so generous with your time. Oh, Lewis, it's, it's an honor, and I, I appreciate the opportunity, and um, uh, thank you. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.